Ladies and gentlemen, fresh week, new energy, power-packed content on this edition of shows. If you've just now stumbled upon the network, you are locked and loaded on the hottest form of Alabama football talk. It's in my own words. With yours truly, I am Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and I am live in studios. Before we dive into recapping the A-Day game, gotta pay some homage to the man, the myth, the legend, the GOAT, Tiger Woods. He is back, gets his first Masters tournament win since 2005, his first major tournament win since 08. Despite all the things he has went through in his personal life, Tiger back on the mountaintop again, got the huge win over the weekend. In Augusta, Georgia, he was he was vintage Tiger, focused, precise, accurate, strong, energetic. But Tiger, we all knew, loved, grew up watching on television. So kudos to Tiger, showing that he can still get it done, rocking that green jacket once again. As we dive into now. Recapping the uh, Alabama spring game, Crimson Tide having its 13th annual A-Day game over the weekend inside Bryant-Denny Stadium in front, of a cr- in front of a crowd of what was reported 60,000-plus. Nick Saban would have wanted to have more, but with the rain, mist, inclement weather, things like that in the elements, it is what it is. But Team White getting a 31-17 to win over Team Crimson. And though Nick Saban mentioned in his press conference after the game on the media making stars out of players and that he's sick and tired of doing that, well, Nick, it's in my own words. I'm the host of the show. And to start off this first edition of shows, I'm diving into my five takeaways from the spring games. Here we go, folks. Takeaway number one. Mac Jones, at this point, has locked up the number two spot in terms of quarterback behind Tua Tagovailoa. Now, Talia Tagovailoa, the younger Hawaiian prince, did some good things. Had 93 passing yards, if I'm not mistaken. Did have a touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle, in which he was scrambling. Like Fran Tarkin to meet Steve Young and gun the dart to the back of the end zone, Jalen Waddle having the ability to make everybody look good. Made a nice catch there. The younger tongue of Angola did some great things, and he's going to look to further try to close that gap as Alabama enters summer workouts and fall camp. But from what was seen on the eight, in the A-Day game, despite the elements of the weather, Mac Jones looked the best of the four quarterbacks Jones, 19 for 23 passing. That's 82.6% completion rating, 271 yards, had two touchdowns, one interception. And I guess the best thing that I saw from Jones over the weekend was the Mac Jones of last year during spring ball, when he would make a mistake, when he would turn the football over, when he would do something that would irk Nick Saban, he would get a scolding from his coach. He would get chewed out by his coach. And Jones would kind of crawl in a hole, get depressed, would not come out. And more mistakes would ensue. More turnovers would ensue. But on Saturday, something different happened. Now, Mac Jones threw the early pick to freshman linebacker Shane Lee, 
who did a great job reading his eyes and sinking back in the coverage. But after that play, the young man, redshirt sophomore from Jacksonville, Florida, got right, bounced back, net two touchdown drives, threw two touchdown passes, one to Kedrick James at tight end to tie the game at 10 going into the halftime. And then the other, a 22-yard back shoulder fade to Xavier Williams, another redshirt freshman out of the Florida area, to give White a 17-10 lead over Team Crimson. So, you know, Mac Jones went out there, had an assortment of passes, whether they were dump-offs, intermediate throws, deep balls, just was able to show that he has command of the offense. And after him not getting a lot of action last year due to Tua and Jalen Hurts in front of him, Nick Saban mentioned to start the spring, Mac Jones would get a lot of opportunities. He got his fair shake in the A-Day game, went out there, and in front of the crowd that was there, did his thing. To some extent, even outplayed Tua Tagovailoa. Tua in the game, 19 of 37 passing. That's just 51.4%. 265 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Tua didn't quite get going until the second half, more in perspective, the fourth quarter when he found Jerry Judy on a 54-yard touchdown pass. And a lot of people thought, you know, is Tua still is Tua okay? Is he still hurt? Is he still favoring something? Is that knee still not 100%? And, of course, Nick Saban went on his presser and let the media have it, saying that you guys are making something out of nothing. Tua's fine. Tua's good. Tua's okay. But be that as it may, he did not have a Tua-esque performance, but was decent, was okay, got going as the second half went on. As for Mac Jones, showed he could run this offense, showed he could be fluent, throwing the football, half the assortment of passes, Mac 10, gunning that thing, was the number one takeaway for me from the A-Day game. Number two takeaway from Alabama spring game goes to the wide receivers, more importantly, the growth of the young weapons, the young wideouts. We know what to expect from guys like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, Devontae Smith, even to some extent Jalen Waddle, though he is now a true sophomore. But for young guys, John Mechie, Tyro Shavers, Xavier Williams, and Slade Bolden, all of these guys did something to catch the attention of Tide fans. First off, John Mechie in this game, and if you remember the article I wrote about a week or so ago on how, you know, Mechie would be Calvin Ridley's long-lost Canadian twin, brother, cousin, son, etc., and a lot of people were confused on why I framed the story that way, and a lot of people wondered, is this really a story? Why don't you write it like this? This title makes no sense. Well, after watching the A-Day game, if you go back and you watch the clip, this story looking more and more accurate by the second. John Mechie was targeted five times. He caught all five passes for 133 yards, averaged 26.6 yards per catch, and was the Dixie Howell Memorial Most Valuable Player MVP of the spring game. One of the balls that Mechie brought in from Mac Jones, if you remember, was slightly underthrown. 
Mechie was in double coverage. And as he's making the catch, it's reminiscent of what Calvin Ridley did as a freshman in 2015. That year, Alabama was taking on Michigan State in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl for the college football playoff semifinal. Jake Coker targets Ridley on a 50-yard bomb. Ridley double-covered. Jake Coker slightly underthrows it. Calvin Ridley is able to recognize where he is in relation to the ball, in relation to the coverage, and in relation to where he is on the field. He's able to stop, adjust, contort, locate the ball, and bring the ball in in the exact same manner. On Saturday, John Mechie, despite the rain, identifies where he is in relation to the ball, in relation to the coverage, stopped, adjusted, contorted his body, and brought the ball in for a major 49-yard reception. Just looked absolutely in sync on the field. And though 2019 may not be his year due to all the older guys in front of him, 2020, definitely his year. Coach Saban talked about his speed, his strength, his toughness, his catching ability. Thinks this young man is going to be a very, very fine player. Me personally, I would love to see him on special teams just find some way, form, or fashion to get the ball in his hands. But Mechie, big-time performance. Aside from him, Xavier Williams, Ziggy, the redshirt freshman, two catches for 35 yards and a touchdown, 22-yard reception on that score. Tyrell Shavers, the 6'6", 205-pounder out of Louisville, Texas, had four catches for 45 yards. Really want to see more from Shavers this year. And Slade Bolden out of Louisiana had one catch for six yards and also completed a pass for 32 yards. So the young guys getting the dud. Mechie, though, of that group, the marquee star for the day. The third takeaway for me from the, from the A-Day game goes to the defensive side of the football more importantly, the future at inside linebacker, we'll get to that in a moment. Defense as a whole really stood out. Did better than what most expected. From both teams combined, crimson and white, we're looking at 12 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, and four interceptions. The trio of Phil Mathis, Chris Allen, and Antonio Alfano, two sacks each. The freshman duo of DJ Dale and Justin Ebiashby each had a sack. Anthony Jennings and Ayabi Anoma were completely harassing Tua Tagovailoa all day long. But in terms of just the linebacker perspective here, Josh McMillan played well. McMillan, the redshirt senior, had seven tackles, including one tackle for loss. Did a good job filling in gaps in the run game. Is a strong plug-and-play guy. He looks to prove that he can be more than just that in the upcoming season. Dylan Moses was very happy to have the young man backing him up in the second level of that defense. But in terms of the future for Alabama at weak side linebacker, it is very bright with Jalen Moody and Shane Lee. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Jalen Moody. A pick six off the arm of Paul Tyson took it 30 yards to the house. And Shane Lee, who's wearing number 35, 
to represent Nico Johnson and D'Amico Ryans. That young man looks the part at six feet, 248 pounds. How about eight tackles for him to lead Team Crimson? And he had the pick off of Mac Jones. So the youth, the future at weak side linebacker, Bright. I think in the upcoming season, you're going to see Josh McMillan, good player. You can win a national championship with him being a plug-and-play guy. But the future of that spot, Shane Lee, Jalen Moody, Alakejo, really, really good for Alabama. From three down to fourth takeaway from the spring game, we go to Alabama secondary. Xavier McKinney played well, had seven tackles. But the guy I'm going to highlight in the secondary was Josh Job. At six foot one, 186 pounds out of Miami, Florida, played his final year of high school ball in Connecticut. This kid, length, athleticism, toughness, ball skills, and the aggression to frustrate wide receivers. He's got the total package, y'all. There were moments where he single-handedly disrupted the timing between Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs, whomever Job was guarding, he single-handedly disrupted the timing between that receiver and Tua Tagovailoa. They could not, the receivers could not dislodge, disengage their bodies from Josh Job. He was all over him. The kid, four tackles, three pass breakups, a team high between both teams. He is going to be really, really good next season and in years to come. It was good to see Trayvon Diggs collect an interception. He also had a pass breakup, got the pick off of Tungabangoa. Eddie Smith, the sleeper in all of this, in the safety spot, had about four tackles from the young man out of Slidell, Louisiana. He also had a pick off the younger Tungabangoa, Talia. And uh, just the secondary as a whole, played tough, played tight, in sync, Good, good showing by Charles Kelly and that group. Last but not least, fifth takeaway from the spring game, Alabama specialist in the kicking and punting aspect. Will Riker, Bama Nation, you've got the kicker. You've waited so long for this moment to finally say this. You haven't had the kicker since Jeremy Shelley in 2012. Will Riker has come in and on A-Day, Big showing by that young man. Made a 43-yard field goal, which immediately got fans up in arms, excited. Made all four of his extra points. And how about this? The kid can punt, too. Averaged 42.2 yards per boot. Big job there by Will Riker. Skyler DeLong in the punting aspect greatly improved. I know he struggled last year. Part of that reason was he was filling in for the legend, the GOAT, the greatest to ever do it in J.K. Scott. And also, there were moments where Alabama was trying to change Skylar DeLong's punting style, trying to make him more of that rugby-style guy. That's not his swag. That's not his field. That's not his level of comfortability. Nick Saban, Jeff Banks changed it up to, well, now Skylar, just go out there and do what you do. And he did what he did. Average 47 and a half yards per punt on four boots. Dropped four, dropped two of his punts, excuse me, inside the 20-yard line and had a long of 54 yards. So, kicking game, 
even got right in the 8A game. So, running back through these again here, for me, my five takeaways from the spring game, number one, Mac 10, Mac Jones locking up the number two quarterback spot. Talia Tongabangoa trying to close that gap, but Mac Jones on the A-Day game. Show fans, hey, baby, I can run this offense. He was number one. Number two, the growth of the young wide receivers, in particular, John Mechie. Watch this kid this season. He may not do much, but watch him this season. Definitely watch him in 2020 because that's going to be his big year. Number three, the future at inside linebacker, very high. Josh McMillan, strong plug-and-play guy, but the future at inside linebacker, weak side in particular, with Shane Lee and Jalen Moody, really, really good. Number four, Alabama special teams, Josh Job. That kid is a stud. I think this will be the strength of Alabama in the upcoming season, but Josh Job. An absolute stud in the future. And last but not least, number five, the kicking game. Will Reichert, uh, Skyler DeLong, both of those guys did their thing. We're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words. As always, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app for all of your Crimson Tide news, notes, and information needs. You can download this app on the iPhone App Store if you're Team Apple. Google Play Store, if you're rocking the Android phone, podcast options always list at the bottom of the screen. Stay up with the hottest show on the streets. Upon our return, we dive into a name that Alabama fans want to see really, really, really have a breakout year. Who's that name I'm referring to? Go check it out. Let's out the break. Don't touch that down, folks. We're coming back. <laughs> 